This is Some Kind of Love Stories, and I'm your host, Trina. Y'all, <laughs> okay. This week has been very busy, and I wasn't sure I would be able to get an episode to you, but here we are, back again for another week. Before we get into the story for today, I want to mention something I learned. I self-published two books that are currently on Amazon. Um, This week, I looked at my profits from bookselling through them, and let's just say that I was not pleased. Over the next few weeks, I will be removing my books from the platform and selling them exclusively on my site. Um, I will let you know when they are available. In the meantime, though, if you would like to support, please check out www.afrocrush.com shop for my t-shirts. Um, and I will definitely have some more goodies coming your way soon. Okay, now about today's story. I'm excited because this is my second story with a happy ending. Um, It almost didn't happen. A little inside secret. I have a file of stories that I've started for this podcast. Most of them I haven't finished. And today's story threatened to be a part of this group. Um, Now I do have two backup stories that I've written, but I don't wanna share them because they are really personal and really vulnerable and really sad um and while the vulnerability part ain't too bad i'm really trying to get away from writing sad stories and reading the sad stories like i want them to have at least some hope at the end you know so in the last hour when it looked like i wasn't gonna have a story ready like and i was gonna have to read the backup I rallied and I got this story finished and I must say I like it um I hope you all like it too so let's get into it So today we have one story. The prompt is dance real slow. I loved moving in sync with him. We had discovered this pattern where it felt almost instinctual. He'd step forward and I would step back. He'd place his hand on my lower back and I'd turn out. We'd shuffle through our daily routine, always physically aware of where the other was. We'd curl into each other every night. It was so comfortable, I almost forgot to check in. The changes happened slowly, almost imperceptibly. We'd bump into each other on our way in and out the door. Then we collided into each other in the kitchen. It seemed the more we avoided what was bothering us, the less we were able to avoid each other. Our sink was off, and I wasn't sure how or why it started. It could have been the night I stayed out late and forgot to call, or the day he got good news and didn't tell me first. So many small things were starting to take a toll on us. 
to me, it was important for us to get back on track. It was a quiet night. I lit candles all around the house. I had music playing quietly in the background. I ordered food from my favorite restaurant. He came in the house that evening with a confused look on his face. What's all this, he asked. I patted the seat next to me on the couch. Come, sit. He hesitated, then removed his coat. I'm tired. What's all this? I wanted to talk with you. Oh hell. He responded quickly, what did I do now? Nothing, nothing. I inhaled deeply. I could see his defenses were up. I wanted to defuse the situation. Do you want to sit down? He thought for a moment, then walked over to the couch. He sat on the other end. Would you come closer? I asked. I'm fine over here, he stated. Now what do you want to talk about? The lights flickered around us. I decided to get right to it. We're off. What? We're not moving well together. It could be me. Oh, it's definitely you, he sneered. I ignored it. But I can't help but feel like something is missing or is off. So I wanted to spend some time with you. Talk. Reconnect. Check in. Make sure we're good. We're good, he said. Humor me, please, I asked. I got us dinner. Are you hungry? He laughed because I knew the answer. I rose and grabbed the bags from the kitchen table and brought them to the couch. I handed him a container with garlic noodles and spicy shrimp, and I got the green curry with rice. I moved to the seat next to him. Is it okay with you if I sit here? I could see his defenses letting down a bit. Yeah, it's cool. We ate our food in silence. I would look at him until I caught his eye, then I'd quickly look away and giggle like a schoolgirl. After the third time, he laughed too. What? Nothing, I laughed. How was your day? And almost immediately, the floodgates opened. He told me about this project he was working on and how stressful it was. He told me about a co-worker who was determined to upstage him every chance he got. Then he asked me what was going on with me. I told him about the off-color joke my boss made when he thought I was out of earshot and my debate about taking it to HR or not. I told him I think about quitting every single day, but the bills keep me chained to this office. If you were to leave, what would you do instead? I didn't have an answer. That night went on and we laughed so much. It was getting late and we were cleaning up. An Asley Brothers song played in the background. And that's when I felt it, his hand on my lower back. I shifted forward. He held his hand out to me. I took it and he twirled me. I landed back in his arms. I didn't realize how much I missed this, he said as we swayed. Sometimes life just gets to be too much, I whispered. It's nice to have moments like this again. I like just being with you. I like that too, he said. And we danced real slow.
I have more from my interview with Tammy this week. This time, we'll dig into our relationship disclaimers and what makes us feel safe. What do you require from a relationship? I require honesty. I require uh, reciprocation in the most basic form, which is wanting to be here, at least trying to take an interest or just to get to know me, you know, making an effort, um, making time for me. Um, I require good communication, um, even though it is a challenge for me, ironically. I require good communication from the other person because it does help me because it holds me accountable knowing that that person is open and and being forthcoming uh, with me, um, then I have no other choice because my thing is I, I got to at least meet you where you at on all accounts, if not exceed it. And by exceeding it, meaning that's something that I've already been doing. It's innate for me. So, yeah, I require communication, honesty, uh, respect, which is a given. I think uh, everybody requires that. Um, and just being open. Just being open. Yeah. I think I'm the same. I definitely, like, respect, definitely communication, openness, vulnerability. Um, vulnerability. Equity. Equity. We've been saying that. So it's like mm-hmm. understanding that, like you said earlier, that we give, sometimes people give differently. Yeah, yeah. But it should be still giving. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Like, it's a, there's a difference between people who just give differently versus people who don't give at all and just take. Mm-hmm. And I think I need to see, like, the actual effort. Yeah. And, like, this is what I can give to you. This is what, this is me giving to you. And for me, though, the challenge for me, though, is being able to recognize it. Mm. Because I've, I've learned, I've seen it now more, I see it more in hindsight. Yeah. More than I did in the moment. So in the moment, I'm feeling kind of overburdened and I'm feeling kind of, you know. Yeah. But then <clears throat> if I step back and I look at what's actually been happening, I can see, oh, okay, yeah. well, they gave it to me in this way. Oh, and they gave it to me in that way. Oh, and when I asked for something specifically, they gave it to me without any question. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just hard to see it when you when are you're in the moment. When you're looking, um, turn my sound off. It's hard to see it when you're looking for it to come a certain way. Right. Yeah. Like, that is something. Ooh, if. <laughs> I'm so glad. I, I wish I had thought about this when you asked the first question, like what is the relationship um, lesson um, that I've learned? It's just to be open to receiving, allowing that person to give to you in the way that they know how. Mm-hmm. I may have an expectation, but not always placing that unknown expectation on that other person. Like when I ask a direct question or that I need something that is going to come this way because of how I would do it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like being open to learn how to receive things a different way versus getting mad. Cause it didn't come the way you expected it. Right. I had my homegirl point that out to me one time. Like there was something I was complaining about. And yeah. She had said something to me. She, she said, I won't go through exactly what she said, but basically what I got from the conversation was, that a lot of the actions that have been happening were happening because of the level of investment that actually was there. 
hmm. that I wasn't able to see because I was so I was so looked like you said looking for it to come one way, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it didn't come that way that I wanted it to come. But mm-hmm. it, it had been coming. It had been coming in a different way. Yeah, that I hadn't learned to see yet. You didn't know that it came in the Amazon package. You was looking for it to come in a bowl, Girl. you know, um, gift wrapped with a bow on it, delivered to your door with a telegram. But it was effort, and I had not been seeing the effort. Yeah. I was like, Wait a minute. But you're right. And then that, that made me pause for a minute, like, oh, okay. Yeah. So I can't be upset about this the way that I'm upset about this because it really shouldn't be. I should be able to accept what he's offering me right now because it's not that he's not trying. It's yeah. I'm not. I've never seen it before. I've just never seen it this way. And I think that will, and just to piggyback off that, it makes me think about the people that I passed up on. Because, I mean, I didn't have that perspective um, then, but to even see it, but how many people have we just dismissed because they're not giving the way we needed to, Mm -hmm. and we're discounting them. And even still, when they tell you, like, you know, you get into an argument with other person, they tell you, I've been doing this, this, and that, and it's like, no, because if you really wanted to, you would do, but you forget, that's only a small percentage of the people in the world that actually do those things. Mm -hmm. People do things in much different ways, and you just have to be open and, and okay to receive it that way. And if you want to be in a situation, if you, not a situation, if you want to be with someone, those things come with it. It's like I take the good and the bad. Okay, yeah, he this, he that, and the third. I wish he would give me things like this the way I wanted, but because I I want to be with him and I, and I love him or I care about him so much or I like him so much, I like him enough to keep going. I'm over. I'm able to overlook that. Mm-hmm. I like him so much that it's enough of that light to spread over that. Right. To cover that, to, you know, or to to give me to to grant some grace. Yes. To grant grace. Because I think also when you're, especially early in a relationship, y'all are still learning each other. Yeah. So, you know, you're learning how they show up. Yeah. And they're learning how you show up. Like, right. that's part of it. That's funny, though, that you said that because I have definitely cut off some people. <laughs> Me too. Who, like, Me too. I, I don't know. But, you know, I'm, I think now I'm, I've gotten a lot better with saying what I need or saying what I want. And then yeah. kind of just sitting back and seeing what you're going to do. Um, and having like, and because of like the way I've seen, right, or the way that I again expect someone to show up, especially when you're in the getting to know you phase. Yeah. If you're not showing up in at least this way that shows me that you're actually interested in getting to know me, then I'll cut it. Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll be real quick about that because there are certain certain behaviors that are clear, like oh okay, this person was actually interested. Yeah. They asked me about what's going on in my life and yeah. when I talk to them about it they actually respond and give me like thought their thoughts and their feedback or whatever and they're not mm-hmm. just like oh okay cool da, da, da. Yeah. or if I ask or if like one of the things like with the online dating which is why I have stuff <laughs> that online dating stuff boy, it I is a nightmare but like if I'm like having to hold and support all the conversations like I'm the only person asking you questions and then you're also only giving me, like, one word, two word answers. And then, like, when you text me, you might just text me, hey. Oh, and like, I, I have that. to support the conversation from that, hey, because that was what your effort was. Yeah. Your effort was the hey. Mm-mm. No. No. We, we are setting the standard a lot higher now. Yeah. <laughs> like, you have to come a little bit harder than that. And 
if you're not willing to, then you know, yeah, that to someone else who's willing to do that work. Yeah, that that's enough for them because mm. you even reaching out. Right. So, and I remember being that girl, being so excited. Oh my gosh, you texted me today. <laughs> Ten years later, ooh, hey. Said. Now I see a hey, hey, I'm like. I'm not even gonna respond. I'm, I won't. I can't. I don't even know how because no. I could read it so many different ways. So many different ways. Mm-mm. Ask me a question. Say something. Give me a statement. Say, when am I gonna see you again? What's going on? Let's get on the phone today. Da, 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 da. Yeah. Something <laughs> other than. I've hey. always got that from people who say I'm not really a texter, but you you text me first. I don't understand that. <laughs> If you're not a texter, then why don't you call? But you don't like to talk on the phone. You like to talk in person. So why not say, hey, let's meet up so you can talk to me. In person. And I and once I get comfortable with knowing that that's your language, then these short answers, you know. Uh, don't bother you as much. Yeah. You know, when I, I know. You, I'll get the whole story. You know, he got carpal tunnel. He can't hold his phone or something like that. You know, whatever the <laughs> issue may be, you know, but. I was just thinking of um, an instance where, you know, I've, I've let somebody go or I've allowed it to play out. And that's because I didn't know what I had. Um, again, it not being the way I wanted it to, but also because this particular person, while I, I liked him, my heart was somewhere else. Um, I was still getting over an ex, you know, from like maybe two years prior and this person shows up and it was just kind of like i need to only let you get but so close to me because in my mind we just taking our time away we gonna get back together or not knowing hindsight i was really comparing him to him because i was used to it being this way so every person that came after if they weren't this person i was looking for this person in them it wasn't going to work. My mind was already made up. And I remember him telling me, because he, he was a good man. He was. I, I, I got to give it to him. Um, at the time, I want to say I might have been 25. He was maybe five or six years older than me. Um, so not too far off. But he told me something that stuck with me. He was like, Tammy, you don't know how to let a man be a man. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what that mean? But me being super independent, doing things for myself, maybe not even having had a man do those things for me, like open doors, pay bills, you know, pay, uh, get the check when we're out. You know, I was always just naturally reaching for those things and not allowing him to do those things, but also because I didn't want him to get too close to me. Mm-hmm. And so he learned how to adjust, but it was still frustrating for him because as a man, he this is what he wanted to do, and he liked me enough he wanted to do that for me, and I wasn't letting him. So what happened? It spontaneously combusted, and it, it, it fizzled out. And then after a month of not talking, I realized what I had had. I tried to go back and get it. Move your feet, lose your seat. Mm-hmm. You know, he went and got him a baby mama real quick. And as far as I know, they might, I know they were on and off, but I think they might still be together. You know, I know they had a baby together. Um, and that's what he really wanted, too, was a family, kids. And I, this is before I had kids. He didn't have any at the time. Um, but, you know, I told myself from that point on, when I finally got that, it took a couple years for it to really set in, that when I know, I know what a good man looks like. 
I know what I don't want so I can work backwards from there. Mm-hmm. I'm not letting that person go. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try this time because maybe I just didn't recognize it or I was too busy trying to mold it or shape it or keep it from being what it could be for me because of where my mind was at that I didn't know how to, uh, to appreciate it. Mm-hmm. So now I'm like, I give me a good man this time. Not just any man. <laughs> not just any man because good men could come but they might not be for, for you. you. But to look for it and see it, give it a chance to, you know, your eyes to adjust because you might get, be used to, you know, bullshit that you're like, look, okay, I can see that this is a good man. He checks all these boxes. Then I can go forward. I ain't going to let that go. Mm-mm. And that goes that back go. to valuing the person. Yep. Like knowing, okay, that this is something that works well for me yep. that I want and I want to keep in my life. So what am I going to do to make things better? Now it's on me. The, the onus is on me. Mm-hmm. I feel that. Okay, what's the next question? Oh, what would your relationship disclaimer be? Ooh. <laughs> I hate to say this, but it's true because it's me. My disclaimer is I am wishy-washy. <laughs> I am call it what it is. You can call it whatever you want. You can say, oh, it's because she a Gemini or whatever, but me? Tammy, I know that I could be wishy-washy. I could be up and down. I could be on you for two weeks straight, and then I don't care if I don't talk to you that third week. But it doesn't mean I like you any less because I'm loyal. Mm-hmm. I'm very loyal. Um, but, yeah, I that's my disclaimer. Like, you just got to know that that's how I am. It doesn't – don't take it personal. You know, there's just times where I, I could be talkative. I mean – I just told a story that nobody asked for, so yeah. <laughs> I had to go. But it's, 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 you know, my mind is always going, you know. You just got to know that about me. And that I'm a, I like my space, you know. I like to be by myself sometimes. I'm okay if I don't talk to you every day. As long as I trust you and you don't got me wondering or thinking and you don't bring anything that comes knocking on my doorstep asking for me to go looking for something because I'm always finding something. I'm the FBI, the CIA, B613, I'm all that. <laughs> B613. I'm all of that. But, yeah, you, you, you just got to know that about me and accept that and love that about me. And that's one thing I won't do is search. I will, yeah. not, I will not investigate. I will not. I do not have detectives. All those days are behind me now. I, I think I'm, I'm trying to think, about, have I ever done that? No, because shit just be coming to light. I be making assumptions. More, more yeah. than often, more often than not, it's, I'm making an assumption and then the assumption comes out to be true. It's, yeah, and 100%. I think, I'm like, my gut, my intuition be too strong at this point. I'm like, uh-uh, I don't need to go look. I already know. Not Intu- you even telling me. I already know what's Intuition going on. is so real. It's so real. I'm so sorry. It's like, I wasn't even looking for nothing, but it was egging me on. Like, this this found me. Right. I really, and I do not look at this. I Mm-mm. learned that lesson early. Like, oh, there's, yeah. there's literally no point in looking. It's none. You, there's no point in You would develop a bad habit that would take a long time to break. Right. Yeah. It's like, just save yourself. And yeah. Then, like, especially, like, once a relationship is over, like, that person has to not exist to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just cannot know. I just can't know. Um, and that's what works best for me. Yeah. Now, my relationship disclaimer was written on the box. <laughs> It's like, don't start something that you cannot finish. Ooh. Like, that's a big one for me at this point. Like, if you are going to get me started, 
Yeah. Be willing to see it all the way through. Mm-hmm. And if you cut off in the middle, mm-hmm. <laughs> I am not responsible for what I do. Right, right. I am responsible, but also keep that I'm same still energy. You. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because I'm still blaming you because you had no business starting some shit that you knew you wasn't gonna finish. Yeah, one hundred percent. Keep that same energy. Mm-hmm. Don't switch up, because that'll definitely push me away. That I I will bag all the way back like fifty feet. Oh no, I'll scream. <laughs> you'll get like like the crazy like in general. I'm I'm a calm. Wouldn't you say I'm a calm person? I'm generally yeah. a calm person. You're very calm. You. This is how you get me the crazy. <laughs> That's where you get me the crazy. That is a question I have actually. What is your crazy? <sighs> me at peak crazy. <laughs> My peak crazy was. My daughter was about six months old, mm-hmm. and me and her father were having some issues. Uh-huh. He had moved on to another relationship and had had another kid with other woman. Mind mm-hmm. you, I, I did say my daughter was six months old. Six right? months, yes. Right, and so he oh. had another kid. Oh, my goodness. Oh, so they were like Irish twins. Mm-hmm. Oh, my Project God. Project twins, yeah. Project twins. Project twins. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. So, we, you know, just mm. keep that in mind. Keeping that right there. And mm-hmm. um, it was Thanksgiving. So was she six months? She might have been older than six. I don't know. It was around, she might have been a little older than six months. Mm-hmm. Either way. Um, it's Thanksgiving, and he's talking about he want to come visit. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, you can come visit. Don't bring that girl to my house. Right. And I say this knowing good and goddamn well, because the only way he's getting to my house is if she comes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure enough. He came. With her. Mm. Pete Crazy. Oof. Is me going out in the street with a butcher knife. <gasps> the, like, the fuck you think you were doing bringing this woman to my house? Oh, my goodness. And then putting the knife away and letting him come back and sit with the daughter. <laughs> for a few minutes. My pride just wouldn't let me, even when I had every reason to do that, because that has happened to me, too. And I'm just like, mm, I ain't going to give you a reason to talk about me. Oh, you can talk about me. <laughs> my feelings, really, like, I will I will admit to my crazy. If I could go back, I probably would a couple of times. I should have, you know, nutted up. Because mm-hmm. it's like, I was well within my right. I've told you not to pull up with somebody in your car. And you keep doing it, like, you know. But boundaries, right? Mm-hmm. Boundaries. These men, uh, I tell you. Anyway, so yeah, that's my, that's my, that, that's what'll bring out the crazy for me. It's like, I, and I mean, because my crazy has, I've peaked a few times. That's mm-hmm. one peak. I have a couple of it. But mm-hmm. like for me, it really is. Don't get me started and thinking because a lot of people do this. Like they overpromise more. They promise yeah. more than they can give, and that's, in that in of itself is a problem. But yeah. For me, it's like. Don't have me sitting here expecting because you're saying that you're going to do this, 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 and this. Yeah. And then you're not following through. That's why for me now, I'm paying a lot more attention to actions. And yeah. It's like, because people could say anything. And a lot of men do do that, like where they say stuff because they feel like it sounds good. Yeah. They feel like it'll make you like them more or something. But yeah. They have really no ability or intention of doing what yeah. they're saying they're going to do. So it's like when you do that to me, yeah. just understand that at that point, I am going to go off. Uh, oh, yeah. I'm going to lose it. Yeah. And you're not going to like the side of me that you see. Yeah. I will. Because that don't make no damn sense to me. Why the fuck are you doing that? Yeah. 
Like, just say what you can and cannot do. Yeah. And be honest about it. I would say my crazy is humiliation. That will get a rise out of me um, real quick if you make me look stupid. Um, or try to play me mm-hmm. like I'm stupid. You know, gaslight me, if you will. It will it will get me to open up in a, a very, you know, zero to 100 real quick. Um, even if I try to hold it in, but even then, that's only going to make it worse because that volcano is going to erupt. Right. And it is going to destroy everything. Everything. Is yeah. But no, you can't have me out here looking like a plum fool or just doing me like that. Because I'm like, I, I don't deserve that. Right. You know, especially if I find out some stuff that I've known, you know, it's, oh, my God. Yeah, I'm going to lose my shit. Every time. Right. Every time. You clear those. Yeah. Those little, those, those little um, red flags. I was reading something the other day mm-hmm. that had me really, that was really interesting to me. It was a meme or something on Instagram. Uh-huh. And it said, like, a lot of stuff, like, that people call red flags is really just, um, like, we need to stop vilifying it so much. Yeah. And understand that people are multidimensional. Yeah. And that every person will have good sides. And we'll have bad sides. We'll have things that make them go crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll be calm and more than more often than that. And rightfully so. Yeah, and it's and it's okay. Yeah. Like some things are it's whether or not you can deal with it, that's one thing. Yeah. But you know, being like, Oh, if they, you know, go off and yell at me all the time, what's the local mean? Like some people some people are just yellers, but then there are a lot of people who's like but what did you do? Because I think that's a lot. That's what's missing in a lot of those conversations. It's yeah. Like, there's something else that happened here that's provoking this action that we're not willing to address. There's some accountability here that's not being addressed. They're not getting there on their own. Right. It's not, <laughs> like it's not just randomly like, oh my god, I just I'm gonna blow my top at you today. It's not. It's never. Random. It's something. Something's yeah. Happened. It's a cause and effect right. here. You know. And it could be like you said, built up frustration. That just eventually comes through. Yeah. That eventually erupts. But it could just also be that in this moment, yeah. you were being an asshole. Yeah. And you catching the... You the catching this verbal fade. Right. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 man, I'm you literally just like, I got to write that down because the way you just said it, like people really need to stop vilifying people and or their actions, calling it crazy because mm-hmm. that's what they say. Oh, she crazy. You know, how many times have people's baby mamas been crazy because X, Y, and Z? When you really got to understand, like, and and I just want to use that as an example, because I had a friend of mine who, um, his son is two, and his baby mama, and I, his child's mother, (laughs) she, you know, was really emotional. This is our first kid. This is his second. And his thing was, he's constantly calling me, telling me that, you know, she's acting like this, and I'm telling you, she crazy, she crazy, she crazy. And I was like, do you, you, you do realize she just birthed a human being that for uh, almost 40 weeks, she was two people. Um, you do know what happens when a woman carries a child, that whole process from the time they are nothing but a little spot on a microscope until they are six seven pounds floating around in your stomach making you the size of a house making you gain all this weight 
that all these hormonal levels are going to be all over the place. And then they have to go back to just being one person after that human has exited the body. Mm-hmm. But it's still totally reliant on them for the next year, which two years, still, 15 years. Which still impacts hormonal levels. Right. And his thing is, no, it's not that. How the fuck are you going to tell me? Right. When, <laughs> How do you know that that's not it? That you know what I'm saying? It. I'm that's like, have you it. ever heard of postpartum depression? Like, I, I, I wouldn't say I didn't believe that was a thing, but I see it now having on the other side of it. That's just one example out of many. When people are constantly vilifying, I just love that word, people for being crazy for how they respond to something, not taking any accountability for their part to play in that. Right. And not being understanding in that moment that regardless of who's right or wrong, whose actions are justified or not, you play a part. You did something. Even if she was coming at you because you left the toilet seat up, your response is probably what caused her to blow up. Right. You probably said something slick. You didn't think of that. I would probably say something too. You know, you you thinking being a smart ass was smart right now. It was funny. It was cute. And it, and it's not. It's like, man, come on. People just, I, I just really hate to hear that. That is something when I got in deeper into my 30s that I'm just like, I'm so tired of people calling people crazy for that because I realize it's like, I'm taking you at your word that, yeah, that person might be crazy, but as I mature emotionally, I realize that, no, people have things and people have quirks and you step on those buttons when you do certain things and you have to recognize that, but mm-hmm. you got to care enough to recognize that. That's a trigger. These are triggers. These are triggers. These triggers. You know, and then my thing that I hate is when people, the people that I've hated, uh, hated, I'm sorry, that I've dated. <laughs> the people that I've dated, if ever we've had a heated argument, I naturally, my voice elevates, especially now that I've had something to drink a little bit. And I'm probably like yelling in this microphone, <laughs> but you know, I, I, I speak loud. I'm passionate about what I'm saying, um, especially if I'm in a debate or if me and my mate are arguing about something, my voice is going to raise. And there has been times where the other person is like, don't raise your voice at me. All that is doing is pouring gas on the fire. Because that's gaslighting too. Because now you're acting like what I'm saying or how I'm saying it is causing the problem versus what I'm actually, you're not listening to me. You're just listening to my tone. Exactly. And so it doesn't matter. And really, honestly, it doesn't matter if I'm saying it very calmly, because guess what? You weren't listening to me then when I said it. You weren't. Yeah. Because that's why we're escalating. That's that's why it's getting louder because you weren't fucking listening. You weren't listening. (laughs) If you listened the first time when I was saying it calmly, Mm -hmm. you would not have this problem. And acknowledged it. No, we could have been further on in our conversation onto a different topic. But, literally you just hit the nail on the head like yeah and now you're gonna tell me don't 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 raise your voice at me don't cuss at me you just told me that you whatever the reason may be you 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 was with some girl and oh she might be pregnant You're, you're just dropping it on me that you cheated on me and i can't raise my voice Oh, oh, or I gotta react the way you want. It was comfortable for you to handle that part. That part. that's not fair. You can't control. I can yell. You gotta let me be. However, I'm gonna be in that moment. If you don't yell, that's you. But 
you don't tell me what to do mm-hmm. <laughs> with my mad. You do not. This is how I handle my mad, that and part. that's just that. Whew. Okay. Let's see. What's the last question? What makes you feel safe in a relationship? Ah, I love that question. What makes me feel safe in a relationship is a person being a good listener. I like to talk. I do. And sometimes there are some things that are hard to talk about. Let's just call it what it is. So I may have a hard time getting to what I need to say or just coming out with it because of so many factors. Um, so someone creating a, pa- a space um, or along with me creating a space for us to be able to talk about the things that are hard to talk about, um, genuinely inquiring about how I'm doing or if they notice something um, and telling me, because I'm a verbal person, my love language is very much so words of affirmation. I, I need to hear those things. It's not enough to show me because I may not catch it in your actions. Um, but if you verbalize it and say, you can talk to me, I noticed something was X, Y, and Z, or I want to ask you something. I want to have things very direct like that lets me know that you are literally opening the door and inviting me in It's outside. Okay. It's letting me know that you are opening the door and, and allowing me to come in. I may be standing at the door. I might knock at the door, but sometimes I may not be able to knock because I'm paralyzed in whatever it is that I have a fear of talking about. But you seeing that I'm out there, opening that door and saying, hey, come on in, have a seat. Yeah, that's what makes me safe, feel safe. I could definitely echo that. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think like there's there are things about me that are, there are parts that are just messy. Yeah. That, I am still kind of unearthing and trying to figure out, you know, what this means to me, like what, what this means to yeah, who I'm becoming, you know, if this is something that I want to keep, if this is something I want to shed. And I, I feel like I need to be able to still kind of do that investigation in a space where I'm not going to be judged for it. And I'm not going to be seen as or viewed as less than because of whatever I'm working through or whatever I'm struggling with at the moment. Um, because it's always going to be something. Especially, yeah. like, the more you get into your spiritual life, the more that mm. you get into your, um, like, just getting, in, getting into knowing yourself and, like, growing and healing, a lot of the, like, stuff that you've been through, you're going to come up with stuff. You're going to find some stuff. And the same grace that I would offer to someone else, I want to be able to receive it. Yeah. And, um, I think for me that would be like a real true safe space is I can I can reveal that and not have to worry about me saying this. Yeah. Meaning this is gonna be the end of our relationship. You said no judgment. That's so key. Right. And yeah. <laughs> and I've so had exes who've been like who said that to me, like you the one thing that they can say about me is that I'm not judgmental. Yeah. My ass is judgmental. <laughs> you won't know it, you won't know it. in you my will head. Not know it. In my head, I'm definitely thinking you I'm are judging a you, fucking idiot. But you will not know it, and in that moment, you will feel like you know you're safe and secure. Whatever you, whatever you want to tell me, mm-hmm. you can tell me. Shit, but how many of them have been able to do that for me? And that's hard to find. And like that's been like my big thing. Like at this point, 
I need to be able to feel safe to be able to tell you this kind of stuff and you not run and be scared. <laughs> because as you go through life, I realize when they say, and this is cliche to say, but it's very much so true. I realize circles do get smaller. Everybody can't go. Mm-hmm. And that is to quote the Reverend Minister Nipsey Hussle, um, who said that literally your circles do get smart. People fall off. Everybody can't withstand the test of time, the new chapters, the growth, the change that happens in you. Um, so having that, being able, you know, people that won't judge you and you not judging, you know, really is, is, is important. And, and as people start to fall off, you start to really see those people that are like going to be like your people. Right. Right. I mean, like, I look at, like, my friendships that have lasted over, mm-hmm. like, the years and wonder, like, what about, what were the qualities in those relationships that have mm. made it so that those things kind of sustained and extended? Because I've had, you know, you've been friends with, there are people you've been friends with forever. Mm-hmm. I have, like, my high school bestie. We don't talk all the time. We probably talk maybe a couple times a year. But hella high water, if I'm in town, she's going to see me. I'm going to see her. Yeah. You know what I mean? And um, my college bestie. Now, me and her, we talk every day. Mm-hmm. And that's what's really strange. It's like, <laughs> had, like had, the inven- had the invention of texting not occurred, mm-hmm. we probably wouldn't be in contact either because we live clear on the other side of the country from each other. Yeah. We find a way yeah. every single day to, to talk. talk. <laughs> and we talk about every little thing. Wow. From what the kids are doing to, like, um, to like what we're eating or how much money we spent at Target. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like everything. Like there is not a thing that goes on in my life that she don't know and vice versa. Mm-hmm. Unless, well, I take that back. I won't say vice versa. And she probably hearing this, I love you, Renee. <laughs> <laughs> there are things like, you know, because like, you know, that will come up that'll be like, girl, why you ain't talking about this? We were talking about that. Yeah. You know? But we'll still, you know, that's like, and that's one friendship that has like, She's one person who I know I could tell her the worst thing. Yeah, and she I've ain't gonna done. judge you. Yeah, she might judge me a little bit, but she ain't gonna stop loving me. And I think that's kind of my big thing is like mm. she will like she's like I'm still like that's my person, and I don't have to worry about her all of a sudden not being my friend anymore because yeah. I said something. And I'm 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 looking at how many of my relationships I have where I have that fear. Yeah, where I'm like, damn, I really couldn't say that to you. Because you wouldn't talk to me anymore if I said that. Right. Whereas like this person, I know I can say this. I know I can say that. And I ain't even got to think word. about it. Not even yeah, It's not even a thought. Right. I can say it and she will, she will understand and she will still love me the same way. Yep. But I'm like, damn, but how many, like, and then that especially goes for, like, a lot of my male friendships. That's mm-hmm. what I'm learning more and more. It's like, a lot of them cannot handle what I go through or what I put through in my female relationship. Yeah. And so... That's sad, too, in a way, because it's like you really want to be like, I don't mind being that person for them. Like, they know they could tell me shit. And I yeah. I'm, I'm, I'll give a disclaimer because I have a very big mouth and I tell people this all the time. Like, you might not want to tell me things you may not want to hear later coming from somebody else because I might be that person that does that. And also, it's never like to be harmful. It's just I just talk. It, yeah, same here. Like I'm not trying to be hurtful or harmful. It's I'm not got girl. Let me tell you, right. you know, it ain't that. It's, no, it's I know somebody like that, you know, type thing. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, you know, 
if you have something that you really are like, yeah, but don't tell nobody this, then I'll do my goddamn best not to say a word. Yeah. Um, and, like, if you come to me with something that's very personal that you don't want to feel, like, judged about or feel like someone's yeah. going to talk bad about you or bring it up and throw it in your face, like, I'm not that person either. I'm not, I'm not going to do that. But I want to be, again, as we're talking about in the circles of people that we are around and the people who value you, I want to be in people in circles with people who are like that. Yeah. So I don't mind because I because I know how I am. If I tell you something, it's because I don't care if I hear it again. Yeah, <laughs> I'm the same way. I'm like, look, you could print this on the front page of the morning like, news because I, I will sit. Like I said, I will own my crazy. Yeah, I'll edit. You can write it out, edit it. You yeah, know, I, I proofread it. <laughs> I did that shit. Uh, I, yeah, that. Yeah, that I did me. it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Sorry to that person. Yeah. <laughs> I did that too, but I'm so sorry. I did do that. Um, and there's and that's another reason why I probably would never be able to run for president. <laughs> or like Or any type of political role. <laughs> or be too famous because people be trying to come out the woodworks and I'm gonna just be confessing to all kind of shit. Yeah. Like when I was twenty, when I was twenty one, twenty two. <laughs> Because I'm an honest person, too. Right. Like, yeah, I did some really fucked up shit. When I was 30, I did some really fucked I up did, shit. I did, and I'm probably I still going to do some fucked up stuff, shit when you know I get I mean? older. And I own that. And I'm sorry for <laughs> whoever I hurt when I did this I'm so sorry. And I really, and if I can make some kind of restitution, I will. Mm-hmm. But, you know, at the same time, I'm a person who is growing. Yeah. And is learning. And I want the same, you know, I want... I give that I give that grace to people. I want that same grace back. Yeah, and I feel like that's not too much to ask. Yeah, that's not. It's not. And that was my show for today. Thank you all for listening. And I will talk to you all again, hopefully next week. This podcast was created, written, produced, and edited by Katrina Mitchell. Yes, I do it all. Our special guest for today was Tammy Terrell. If you would like to read more stories, check out my books, She Lives, and Text Messages, available now on Amazon, but remember, not for much longer. A link will be provided in the show notes. As mentioned earlier, I have some t-shirts. They are really cute, and every purchase goes towards creating more content for you to enjoy. You can get yours at afrocrush.com shop. And also, be sure to follow me on IG at The Dramatical Life or at Afrocrush Media. And if you enjoyed what you heard, please leave a five-star rating. You are greatly appreciated.